Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 12, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we had another good weekend of content here in the Broadway Radio podcast feed up As first on Saturday. As do. We do. We try to keep things rocking and rolling here even <laughs> on uh, on the weekends. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had my latest episode of Tell Me More with James Monroe Iglehart. We talked about... Hamilton, we talked about Aladdin, we talked about Hercules, we talked about Freestyle Love Supreme, we talked all things Marvel. He is the busiest and most energetic man on Broadway, and as I warned last week with James, don't listen to it with like speed at one and a half, because (laughs) you won't catch it all, because the dude... The man is nonstop. Ah, I see what she did there. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, And then on Sunday, we had, uh, obviously, this week on Broadway with Peter, James, and Michael. The main topic of discussion was Jim Steinman's Bat Out of Hell, Mm. the musical, because I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. And they talked about Two's a Crowd at uh, 59 East 59th. Uh, Michael Feinstein and Marilyn May and another a number of other things. So check those things out in the uh, podcast feed. And then, Ashley, I know a show that you and I both love closed on Sunday night, yeah. and that is The Prom. We have video already out by the time we're recording of the cast. Uh, director Casey Nicola, Caitlin Kinnanen, uh, speaking after the final curtain call. I watched the last scene. And the curtain call on Instagram Live. Uh, it was great. We both loved that show. I'm sure that there will be similar video for Be More Chill, uh, yeah. which also closed on Sunday. It was just, it's just not available yet um, by the time we're recording. But uh, great stuff. Congratulations to the cast of those. Did you cry aggressively? Oh, I definitely cried aggressively. As soon as Casey started crying before he opened oh, his yeah. mouth, I'm like, yep, gone, done, <laughs> done, done, yeah. done. Such a great show. I heard that before Ladies Improving, that Beth, yes. or after Ladies Improving, Beth Level got very emotional too. And I don't know if I'd be able to make it through that. Yeah, uh, our friend Alan Henry, he was there front row. Yes. Um, and course. he tweeted that afterwards she got this huge standing ovation, multi minute, and she broke down and started crying. Of course, Alan started crying as well. Um, so uh, great to see that show go out with such love and emotion from the fans. Love you, Prom. All right. So let's get down to business, Ashley, because on Friday, the London Daily Mail's Baz Bama Boy tweeted that Broadway producers were closely watching the current London Palladium production of Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat for potential Broadway transfer. The show is playing an 11-week run where it received really strong reviews, starring Sheridan Smith as the narrator, former Joseph at the London Palladium, Jason Donovan as the Pharaoh, and Jackie Yarrow as the titular son of Israel. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know who that, that, what that guy is, but apparently he's doing a killer job. Uh, mm. Actually, the production marks the 50th anniversary of the original concept album for the show being released. Now I know that this isn't the pinnacle of the musical theater art form and not (laughs) even of the Weber and Rice collaboration, but I have a soft spot for this show. I saw the national tour back in the mid nineties starring former star, uh, uh, star search champion, Sam Harris. Oh man. Uh, and I, I've loved it ever since. So I would have zero complaints if this made the transatlantic trip. I would gladly see it. I mean, we all know my Weber opinions, but <laughs> I was actually just talking about Joseph the other day, and I think it's the first regional production I ever saw, like any oh, wow. lot. 
any live show was unfortunately Joseph. But no. (laughs) No, I love it. It's great. Uh, But no, I do have, because of that, I do have some sentimentality towards it. So I'd be happy with it. Whatever theater they want to put it in, they want to make some space for it. I'm sure it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun show. It, yeah. it doesn't take itself super serious like, say, right. Phantom. Exactly. Um, it's not super overly uh, dramatic. It's fun. It's silly. It's got all the different styles of music, the different pastiche things in there. Yeah. It's, it's a fun show. I, I enjoy it, and I would have zero problems if it made its way to Broadway. Yeah, it feels a little a little bit less nose upturned than yeah. some other shows not to be yeah. named. No, I'm sure you have no thoughts on those I've, types of I've things. got a list right next yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if and when that show transfers to Broadway, it will not be this coming week. But we do know some things that will be happening in this week's theatrical schedule, and most of them are not good. They're sad. Uh, but the week will kick off in earnest on Wednesday, August 14th, as the latest Broadway revival of Harold Pinter's, Betra- Harold Pinter's Betrayal begins performances starring Loki, the trickster god Tom Hiddleston, Daredevil Charlie Cox, and Zawi Ashton. The show was directed by Jamie Lloyd and is scheduled to play the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater through December 8th. This is another London transfer. The show did very, very well. Apparently the stage door was insane i don't know if tom hiddleston has the same draw here ashley that he does in london but nonetheless it was a well-received production it looks very bare bones very minimalist so we'll have to see what the reaction is like on the broadway i would think he'd get some pretty intense reaction here in this post avengers world yeah i mean i don't know besides me and james monroe eigelhart like i don't know if the fervent mcu fans are really you know, lining up at the stage door of a Pinter play. Oh, well, <laughs> y'all are a unique bunch. What can I say? Venn diagrams. But... <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next night, Thursday, August 15th. Uh, we have, we'll then have the official opening of Make Believe's New York premiere. That is the new second stage uh, production of Bess Walls play directed by Michael Greif. The show stars Kim Fisher, Susanna Flood, Ryan Faust, Harrison Fox, Marin Heary, Brad Heberly, Casey Hilton, and Samantha Mathis. And in the show, it, it is about adult siblings looking for answers to a mysterious childhood tragedy. Um, and you actually see the kids in there as well. So you're seeing uh, different people playing the characters at different parts in their lives. And this show is scheduled to play the Tony Kaiser Theater through September 15th. Very but excited that, about it. Are you going to be are you going to be seeing it? I'm going to see it the week after my vacation. So, um Very good. I'm counting down. Awesome. Well, also on Thursday night, this one is a little weird for me, Ashley. Apparently, mm. Mike Berbiglia's Working It Out is closing at the Cherry Lane Theater. I honestly didn't even know Mike Berbiglia had a new show at the Cherry Lane Theater. Really? <laughs> that I like, did. What? Yeah, I re- I knew that. I didn't uh, didn't realize it was closing so soon though. Yeah, apparently it's been running since July eighth over yeah. the Cherry Lane Theater. Tickets are cheap, twenty five to forty bucks. I have no idea if there's a lot of availability left, um, but there is a, a two hour wait list or a wait list uh, two hours prior to curtain for right, sold out right. shows. Um, I honest, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about this. His last off Broadway show sold out like huge, yeah. that. Um, and then it eventually came to Broadway. I, f- I just figured me, someone who literally works in Broadway media, know, it's very would have heard about this. So Drop the anyway, ball. <laughs> yeah, I suck at life. Um, 
All right. Unfortunately, that is just the first of many closings this week. We do have two on Saturday as well, Sunday or Saturday, August 17th. The first is Barry Manilow in residence on Broadway at the Lunt-Fontan Theater. And then we also have Moscow, 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 closing from MCC off-Broadway. And then on Sunday, August 18th, we got a ton. Death first Day. We- yeah, Death Day. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> We've got we've got the Cher show closing on Broadway. We've got Pretty Woman closing on Broadway. We've got King Kong Ooh. closing on Broadway. Then off Broadway we have Puffs, Mojada, which I know you loved, and Broadway loved Bounty Hunter as well. Uh, you know we've talked about this before. It's just weird to me that we have this many Broadway shows closing in August. It yeah. really must signal some sort of change in the advances and the. Uh, the schedules for tourists or something, because otherwise all of these shows would have normally waited until Labor Day. I don't know if it has to do with things like schools, uh, school districts starting classes earlier than they used to. I know down here in Florida, they're already in school or starting this week. I know the same is true in a lot of schools in the South. Um, So I don't know if it's that's changing in different places where tourism is fading towards the end of August, but it's really surprising when you compare this to most other years, Ashley. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, those specific shows, Sans for maybe Puffs, aren't really, I wouldn't say are big as far as getting the before back to school crowd. Maybe King Kong as well. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, the only thing I could think of is that it would be, you know, they started at a different point. Like they didn't open in April, they opened in January. But I mean, Pretty Woman's been running for long enough that. Yeah, over a year. Yeah. And Cher was in November. Cher was in November. But, you know, but the, the converse of that is that two shows that are heavily focused towards demographics that would be looking to back to school time closed on Sunday with right, the prom exactly. and be more chill. So I, I, I'm not sure what's changing. And it might just be a one off. It might just be a blip in the traditional theatrical yeah. schedule. But it'll be interesting to follow this in the coming years, actually, to see if shows hold on for that last few weeks or if they right. do continue to close in August. Because obviously they're pushing very hard to get through summer at the very least. So yeah, as you said, the fact that the two really teen, if anything, geared shows close this weekend. And then you have this slew coming next weekend. Very strange. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close out this Monday episode with some quick bits of news. On Friday, the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles announced the full cast of their upcoming West Coast premiere of Joshua Harmon's Skin Tight. Joining the previously announced Adina Menzel, who is reprising her role from the roundabout off-Broadway world premiere, will be Will Britton, Eli Gelb, Tony nominee and original Bobby Childs, Harry Groner, Kimberly Jurgen, and Jeff Scalrone. The show will be in Los Angeles beginning on September 3rd under the direction of Daniel Alkin. Also last week, Tony and Emmy winner Kristen Chenoweth released the audio from a track off of her upcoming album, For the Girls. The song, a cover of I Will Always Love You, is a duet with the song's original performer and writer, Dolly Parton. The album, which is available for pre-order now, will also feature covers of songs by iconic women, including Barbara Streisand, Dinah Washington, Doris Day, Judy Garland, Carol King, Edie Gourmet, and Linda Ronstadt. Now, Ashley, I don't know if you've listened to the song yet or not, but it's it's good. Obviously, I, it's Dolly, I, I love love Dolly Parton, um, and there was a time when yes. Kristen Chenoweth was at the very top of my uh, celebrity crush list. But that all of that aside. 
it will never not be weird for me to hear this song sung with the original country vibe. Yeah. I first heard it from the Bodyguard soundtrack sung by Whitney Houston. Oh, I mean, I realized she wasn't the original. But for me, being a 90s kid, that is the version that will always be in my head. I mean, even as not a 90s kid, it may not be Whitney's Whitney Houston's song, but it's Whitney Houston's song. Like, (laughs) oh, in the the, video. Oh, yes. That's the definitive version. But I do love, I will always love me some Dolly Parton. She is literally one of the greatest human beings to ever go through popular culture and music and and she is uh, amazing i love dolly part um and i still think that jolene is possibly the top 10 best songs ever absolutely anyway all right so um let's wrap up the show today with some other music news as on friday we learned that a pair of tony winners and another tony nominee and potential 2020 Tony winner um, (laughs) will be highlighting the opening night of the 2019 U.S. Tennis Open later this month. On Monday, August 26th, Ben Platt will headline the opening ceremony with Ali Stroker singing the national anthem and Adrian Warren singing America the Beautiful. The performances will take place at Arthur Ashe Stadium at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in Queens. Now, This is very cool, Ashley. I love it. When non-theatrical New York events include Broadway stars, yeah. since Broadway is about the most New York thing that there is. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, every Broadway, it's, uh, you know, Yankees and Mets uh, singing of the national anthem. It's kind of like the law and order of <laughs> the sports world that every Broadway person has done it at this point. I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the, the, the singing perf- uh, equivalent of Law and Order episodes. I love boom, that. Boom. That thing they did, that still one of the best Tony bits ever was a few years ago when they did Danny Burstein. Um, like all of the different, ca- the five oh, or six yeah. characters, different characters he's done <laughs> in the Law and Order cinematic universe. I love Incredible. that. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right. If you have a chance, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google yes. Play, wherever it is you all find your them. podcast. Give us a rating and review. Yeah, make your own podcast uh, platform and then bring us there too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, we would really appreciate that. Uh, I think as far as I know, we will be back tomorrow with me and Ashley. Somebody will be here one way or the other. Don't know. (laughs) But someone will be back to talk to you It's a surprise. Surprise. Wait until it's ready. Surprise. (laughs) 